Coming up, I'm going to tell you how to get ahead of almost anyone in life. Plus, Bethel Tech CEO Ryan Collins and a very special guest. You people are going to love this guy. They join me next. It's going to be good. Let's go. Helping you do what you were born to do. Helping you do what you want to do. To make money. To experience meaning in your life at work so that the rest of your life is also at its best. That's our aim. And we actually help people in those areas. I'm Ken. This is the Ken Colbert Show. Okay, here we go. There is a proven method. A proven method. I mean, throughout history. You cannot dispute this proven method for getting ahead of almost anyone. You may not start out ahead, but if the tortoise beats the hare every time in the story, then you will get ahead of almost everyone else if you use this proven method. You ready? Are you ready? Because I'm going to tell you what it is. One of my heroes is one of the great Americans to ever live, former President Theodore Roosevelt, affectionately known as Teddy Roosevelt. And I think he describes this method, or should I say, he famously described the source of this method that will allow you to get ahead of almost everyone. Let me take you back to history. Teddy Roosevelt left the White House after two terms in 1909, and he traveled the world giving a series of talks. On April 23rd, 1910, during a visit to Paris, he gave a talk entitled Citizenship in a Republic at Sorbonne, the city's oldest university. He was 51 years old. I doubt he knew that one excerpt, small excerpt of a very long speech would become instantly and historically legendary. Now, more than 100 years after his death, it is still on posters, spoken before games, recited in boardrooms, and on the Ken Coleman Show. So famous that it is now referred, the entire speech is now referred to by the excerpt, which is called The Man in the Arena. And I want to read this to you. Because I want you to understand this is the source of the method that will allow you to get ahead of just about everybody. These are his words. It is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again because 
There is no effort without error and shortcoming. But who does actually strive to do the deeds? Who knows? Great enthusiasms. The great devotions. Who spends himself in a worthy cause. Who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who know neither victory nor defeat. The credit belongs to the person who shows up and steps on the field of life. You want to get ahead of almost anyone? Show up. Show up. Just, hey, just get off the bleachers of life and walk out there and show up and keep showing up. So I could have made this a lot shorter, but it wouldn't have been as dramatic or as fun for me. But I hope you get this. The key, the secret, the hack, the method for getting ahead of just about anybody is showing up and continuing to show up. Now, let's pause. This is not just professional advice. This is personal advice. I've been married 25 years. It's not because I'm a great husband. I've been married 25 years. It's not because Stacy lacks total judgment. I have been married 25 years because Stacy and I decided on May the 9th, 1998 to show up. And every day after that, to keep showing up. I have a pretty good relationship with my three kids. It's not because I'm a great dad. It's not because my kids just put up with me. It's not because they're amazing super kids who've never done anything wrong. I have a pretty good relationship with my kids, and they they appreciate my love. They love me. They know my commitment to them simply because I show up. The day they were born, the day that I held them for the first time, I looked at them, and I made a promise to them I'm going to show up and I'm going to keep showing up as your dad. I have been modestly successful in my professional life. I'm grateful for the success that I have. Uh, I don't take it for granted, but it's not because I'm the most talented guy. I can tell you right now, I'm not the most talented broadcaster. I am not the most talented writer. I am not the most talented speaker. The reason I have had modest success is because I show up. 
and I keep showing up. Oh, Ken, you know a lot of people. You met Dave Ramsey. Dave Ramsey gave you a shot. Yeah, that's true. But I decided to do radio on Saturday afternoons at 2 o'clock. I showed up. And I kept showing up for over a year. Then something really awesome happened, and my show got a little bit of attention, but I had to keep showing up. For two years, I did radio on the weekend, and then an opportunity came along, and because I kept showing up and showing up and showing up and showing up and showing up, the right time came along, and I was in the right place, and there is where I got a big break. I could tell you story after story after story after story of me just saying, I'm going to show up. I don't know what's going to happen. And because I showed up and I kept showing up, I got some great opportunities. And by the way, this isn't like, again, I'm not talking about my talent. I'm not talking about how tough I am. I'm really not tough. I'm a neurotic mess. Damon the suit is in the booth right now. I just saw him out of the corner of my eye. He could tell you stories. I'm a mess. I tell you what I do. I show up. I'm good at showing up. I will will say that. Because if I believe I'm supposed to do something, then I'm going to do it. Now, sometimes I show up late. No comment. But I show up. Alex, keep it. Keep it to yourself. I just had to throw that in there for everybody because, I mean, I know I show up late sometimes. I got to work on that. That's not good. But I do show up. Now, enough about me. But I want you to understand that I believe this with everything in my fiber, in my being, that you need to understand that the results take care of themselves. What you must take care of is showing up. Just show up and don't stop showing up because here's what I know. Here's the takeaway. You ready? If you keep showing up, other people are going to eventually stop showing up. So I don't care if I wait everybody out. I don't care if I wasn't the first choice. I just care that I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. You can do this. Keep showing up. It's the game changer. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Don't we all need help being better? And they're great at it. You know, we all carry around a lot of stress from our family life and our professional life, and it can just hit us at the same time. Big stuff, small stuff. And we can talk to our friends, or maybe you have a great relationship with a leader at work or a coworker, but you may not feel comfortable telling them everything. I know I wouldn't. And when we keep things bottled up, it will eventually leak out, and it's really negative. But therapy, it's a safe space to get everything off your chest with an unbiased professional and figure out how to work through the stuff that's weighing you down. So if you've thought of therapy before, you're thinking about it now, please try BetterHelp. Therapy isn't just for people who've gone through trauma. It's great to build skills, to become better personally and professionally. And BetterHelp is flexible enough to fit your busy schedule because it's completely online. All you do is fill out a short questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And you can switch therapists at any time for no extra cost. It's time to get stuff off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Ken today 
to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Ken. Helping you do what you want to do. This is the Ken Coleman Show. I'm Ken. Hey, fun, 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 fun segment right now. In fact, this is probably one of the most exciting things that I've been able to share on the show. And I'm going to let that person share it. Uh, But before I do, I want to ask you to help us. If this show is encouraging you and equipping you in any way, will you help us grow? You can do that if you're watching YouTube by subscribing to the channel by liking the videos you're watching and sharing. And if you listen via podcast, would you give us a follow, a five-star review, and share as well? All right, so here it is. Without any further ado, uh, many of you know that I have a long partnership and and very exciting and rewarding partnership with Bethel Tech. They are training men and women who have no prior tech experience. And in a nine-month program, they are taking people and placing them into great technology jobs with a very nice ladder to the future. And so Ryan stopped by recently, and we have a very special guest. In fact, to me, this is our greatest VIP guest ever. It'll make sense when you watch this. Ryan, I've been wanting to do this for quite some time. I could I could show our audience the text strings of, hey, uh, any awesome stories? And, of course, there's a lot of awesome stories. And But would anybody be comfortable to come on the show and, and tell the story? And we finally got a guy that we're going to introduce to the audience, Nick. Uh, why Nick? Uh, you're going to love his story. I mean, this guy just embodies what it means to um, be a Bethel Tech student and to get get in, get out, get a job, change the world, you know, things like that. And, and, uh, so I'm excited. This is, I love it. Yeah. Now tell me what you did. How long has he been out of the program? Do you know? Well, do we need to ask him. Let's ask him. He has, right. <laughs> I'd he, rather him he share. He knows better than you do. He, I do know it, but I'd rather him share Cause it's a pretty cool story. Okay. This is great. In full disclosure, I don't know any of the story and that's how I like it. Nick, welcome to the Ken Coleman show. Thanks for hanging out with us. Yeah, Ken. Thanks. Longtime fan. I watch your show all the time. I'm glad to be here. Okay, so I got to ask, how did you get to Bethel Tech? Were you listening to the show one day? What made you call them or go online? What was behind it? And And it's not just me talking about it, but what was going on in your life where you hear me say something and you go, I got to reach out to Bethel Tech. What, what was going on? Well, I've been following Dave for a long time. And uh, when I graduated college, um, I had about 50,000 in student loan debt. Wow. So I used the debt snowball and me and my wife paid off all of our debts. And um, I was a teacher. I, I taught chemistry for six years. Um, Do you mind me asking where, how much you were making as a chemistry teacher? Yeah. So after six years, I think I was making around 47 or 48,000. Oh, wow. Six years. Okay. Mm-hmm. Public school? Yeah. yeah, public school. And how are you feeling about that? Um, so I like the kids. Um, I like some aspects of the job, but there are just a lot of things, um, that I would change about it. Um, it's, were you looking for a way out (laughs) at that point in the story? I I interrupted you, but I mean, at this point, are you going, I don't think I can do this long-term or I'm starting to feel frustrated. What, what was happening? I was starting to feel that way, definitely. And another aspect of this is my wife uh, really, really wanted to stay home with our two kids. I have a two-year-old and a five-year-old. And Mm. she said, you know, I would love to stay home with them. And I was just crunching the numbers on the teacher's salary. And it just wasn't making sense to me. So 
I started to kind of think about things that I could do to make that happen. And so, so you then decide what? Does the technology idea, is it new to you when you hear us talk about it? Or is it something you'd been thinking about? So one of my best friends is a developer. He's been a software developer for seven or eight years. I was best man in his wedding. Um, he told me about it and he just said that he thought it was something that I would like, but I just didn't know how to get into it. So I started to watch some YouTube videos and things, but uh, I just, I honestly didn't know how to break into tech necessarily. Um, I, like I said, I've been involved with Dave Ramsey for years. Um, I started watching your show because I saw you doing a lot of career um, advice and things to help people uh, transition their careers. And there was one particular episode where you started to mention uh, Bethel Tech, um, a coding boot camp, um, basically, you know, 39 weeks and, you know, you come out job ready. And I was watching it with my wife. And after we were done watching, my wife said, well, why can't you do that? And I said, I think I can. So, <laughs> Yes, dear. That's good. I, I called them. Um, they told me about the program, and I think the next cohort started in two weeks, so I went ahead and signed up that day. Wow. So, Nick, when you talked to Bethel Tech and you got the information, what was the process for you to decide which direction you would go? And tell me, what did you pick? Which specialty or what area of focus did you go with? So there were a couple different options. You could pick data science, full stack development, cybersecurity, or UI UX design, if I think I'm hitting all of them. Um, I spent a little while looking into these, but for whatever reason, I was just really drawn to full stack development. Um, that's also what my best friend does. So that may have had, sure. uh, had some influence there. And so I kind of looked into the program and I just decided to pick full stack development. I was more familiar with that. Um, I thought I would enjoy it. Um, you know, I maybe would have enjoyed data science or cybersecurity, but I just had a little bit more familiarity with um, full the full stack program and decided to enroll in that. Okay. I love one, Nick took the initiative. He heard he had had this on his heart to, to make a change. You know, he talked to his wife about it. His wife said, why can't you do that? <laughs> Right. I love that. I do too. And then he also, like, he used uh, information that he had to make an informed decision. He had a friend that's been in full stack. He started looking around, started uh, dabbling with some, some coding on YouTube. That's exactly what you need to do to figure out, is this something that I even want to get into? And so that process, Nick, I would, that, that's phenomenal. Yeah, that is smart. By the way, right there, if you see my finger, oh, there it is, the proximity principle. That's the idea getting around somebody who's doing what you think you want to do. I, I, I guess that your friend gave you enough information that you were able to process to go, I know I would enjoy this, and that allows you to make the decision. Is that fair? Yeah, absolutely. That was a big part of it, um, just because, you know, you can read information about the program, but just knowing somebody to ask about the actual career and uh, talk that through, which I will say when I called Bethel, um, they put you in contact with someone who tells you all about the program and kind of what uh, a, a lot of those details that you're kind of questioning. Um, and so they do a good job of clearing that up when you call them. Um, but it it did help to know someone. Um, I love that. It's in the field. Okay. So it, the, the program itself, I'm curious, what was your rhythm, your teacher, you got the kiddos, your hubs. I mean, you got stuff going on. What was your rhythm of learning? What was your schedule? 
So it was tough starting out to balance all of that. Um, that was one of my original questions when I called. I said, you know, I'm working full time. Sure. I have two kids. Is this even possible? And they said, it is absolutely possible. We've had people that are currently doing it and that have done it. And so that made me feel really good when I started out that there were other people in my boat um, just working full time and have kids. Uh, now, as far as my schedule goes, um, my school actually let out at 2.30 and my kids would get home at four. So when I got home, I would work for an hour and a half. I put my kids to bed at eight. I would usually work from either eight to 10 or eight to 11 um, on weekdays. And I just did that for the 39 weeks. And sometimes I'd have to work a little bit more, sometimes a little sure. bit less, but I just kept doing that. And eventually I got to the end and uh, I got a job um, before the program even ended. <laughs> Oh, okay. So we're going to get to that. <laughs> uh, I'm curious. I, I'm going to ask you this question and I want Ryan to comment on this. How difficult was it to pick up the skill of the full stack? Because you, you didn't have any prior experience with this, right? No, I didn't have any experience. It, I would say um, it definitely builds on itself. So at the beginning, you just don't have a ton of confidence. You haven't done this before. Sure. You're struggling on what you think should be easy things. And then as the weeks start building, you start to get more confidence. You you make some friends in the program that you can lean on and get some help with and you can help them. And by the end, you're feeling pretty good about yourself uh, that you're able to do a lot of these things on your own. Uh, you have some skills, some researching skills. And I felt like as the program continued, I just got better and better. Um, but the beginning is a little tough because you know, you're not very good at it yet. Yeah, it's kind of like riding don't... a bike. I, I, exactly. I love that he says that. You know, this isn't this isn't easy. It's worth it. Yeah. You know, and I love Nick's uh, dedication and his discipline. You know, the whole point of building a program like this is it meets you where you're at. So you don't have to drop everything to meet us where we're at. So it allowed him to continue his job. He got up at 2.30 and then he went to work on his schooling. Yeah. And he knew that it was going to take work. And right. It was going to be hard and he was going to have to put in the hours and he did. He was committed to it. And um, and then also, it's a completely different mindset shift when you're getting into coding. And so to understand that at first, it's going to be like you're banging your head against the wall. Uh, but if you keep going, you'll break through that wall. And then it's like you just see things clearly. And uh, it becomes... It just become it just becomes a part of you. And yeah. so I think that that's something that, you know, I would encourage anyone who's thinking about um, whether it's going to Bethel Tech or getting into the tech space, going to another school is to not not quit on yourself. You know, we see it all the time. Um, you know, you have this, you know, when you're going through the program, this imposter syndrome, like, oh, I'm not good enough to do this. Oh, like, that would be me. In fact, I want to jump in here. <laughs> I got a question for both of you. Yeah. OK, so did you say you taught chemistry? Did I remember? Yes. Okay. So, okay. Here's what the question, because Nick's sharp. (laughs) He's smart. Okay. And this is a great setup because I'm not, uh, I've asked Ryan about this before. It's like, you're telling me anybody can learn this stuff. And he's like, I promise. All right. You're a chemistry teacher, Nick. The part of my brain that is science and math is dark. No brain activity. Do you believe that somebody like me could learn full stack development? I want your take first. I know what he thinks. Yeah, a lot of people kind of thought that maybe I had some sort of an advantage just, you know, doing science and kind of having that math sort of background. But no, that's what I'm thinking. 
I was one of the only people in my cohort like that. And there were people just as good, if not better than me, that were in all sorts of different fields. Truck driver, worked at Costco. They pick it up and I, I don't feel... I know this sounds crazy, but I don't feel that I even had maybe even a one or two percent advantage on them. It, it just, it's a totally different kind of thing. And it may be hard to believe, but when you jump into it, um, I, I feel like uh, if you love it, anybody can learn it. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. I like <laughs> I, I'm only cynical about me. Are you ready to sign up, man? <laughs> I, no, because I don't believe. I know it's true, but no. I, I. Well, the other tell, part of it, tell me you got to have a you got to have a desire for it though, too. Okay, that's you know, the and key. I think that's the thing about Nick is he wasn't going to quit on himself, right? And you know, he had already done some research. He'd already started to get into it. And I think that if he would have felt as you were going through some of those tutorials on YouTube that you didn't like it, you probably would have looked for another yeah. avenue. But, um, you know, he continued to, to learn and grow. And then once you get into our program, it's high touch, high support. Yeah. And, um, and, and I love what he said, you know, he, they're, you know, our cohorts, our students, I mean, they come from all different backgrounds. I love that you Costco yeah. and truck driver. Truck, yeah. Yeah. That makes me so, yeah. so proud yeah. to be attached to this. Yeah. Hey, there's more of my conversation with Ryan and Nick right after this. Okay, let's get the rest of the story. So you mentioned to us a little bit earlier that you got a job before you even finished. What was the timeline? When did the job offer come through in relation to when you were actually going to finish the program? So if I can remember right, I finished the program June 14th, so about five months ago, a little over five months ago. And I got an offer. Um, I don't know if I know the exact date, but I know when I started, I started May 30th was my first. No day. kidding. And tell me about the job. So I work for an ag tech company um, similar to QuickBooks, but they what they do is uh, they have an accounting software for farmers specifically. And so farmers can get on there and they track their business expenses, uh, tax information, and various accounting needs um, specifically for farmers. And I was hired with them. Nice. All right. So we st you were at 47000 Did I remember that correctly? Yes. All right. And do you mind telling us what was your starting salary at this company? So starting me out, they started me out at 70000 Fantastic. And which was a big bump um, yeah. <laughs> for me. And there are just all sorts of opportunities to move up as well. Yeah. So what do you think that path those. looks like for you? Well, um, there are a lot of different uh, leadership positions that I can take. Uh, senior developer. Um, there. So when you look at teaching, uh, and this isn't to knock teaching, but if you look at five or 10 years down the road, there's just little bitty right. increments that you can do. Uh, by the end of my career, if you look at the very end of the pay scale for teachers, after you've been teaching 25 years, it's maybe 66,000. So it's like, I already jump all the way to the end of that and past starting out. Great so, benefits, I'm guessing. Great benefits. Um, and he yeah, mentioned leadership. I want to bring Ryan in here. You mentioned leadership opportunities. What what does that look like, you know, potentially financially for him now that he's baseline He's got, he's in, he's got the basic qualifications as he grows and improves and moves into leadership. What does a financial outlook look like for him? Well, I mean, it varies from company oh, sure. to company, but sure. I would say, I mean, it's not uncommon in three to five years to be making 150 K plus. And, uh, you Nick, know, did you hear that? 
it sounds great to me. And I think it it's true. There are a lot of opportunities to move up and I know people doing it. My friend is doing it. My best friend is. So there it is. It's yeah. True. And you know, you get your foot in the door and uh, you've got the skill and then you continue to learn. That's where the real learning begins. Honestly, you're drinking from a fire hose. You continue to learn. You got a good team around you to help you grow and learn. And then also the other piece of that is character. And uh, that's something that we emphasize. And uh, Nick has excellent character. And that's the thing that keeps you you know, your skill gets you in the door. Your character will, will keep you there and also allow you to, to grow. And, and part of character is continuing to learn and build your skill too. Yeah, so. in fact, you made me think of a question, Nick. Pick a percentage, 2%, 5%, whatever. How much would you say you have learned on the job in just these few months? Skill improvement or just experience? What would you say you've, you've, you've learned? I would say in the past five months, 75%, maybe more, <laughs> a lot. I did not expect it, that. That's the you whole point. Get, what does that mean, Nick? Tell me, because I, I, I'm truly clear. What does that 75% represent? That's a huge growth spike. Well, when you're developing a lot of times by yourself um, and doing projects on your own, which at the end of the program, you do a group project where you work with other developers. It's just working on a team, collaborating with your team, uh, reviewing people's code every single day, getting your code reviewed every day, um, sitting in on meetings where we discuss planning for uh, our code. Um, it's just doing it day in and day out for eight hours a day is different than those little few hour increments where I'm trying to learn. I'm doing it all day, every day with other professionals and people that have been in the business for 25 years and you just learn a ton oh, uh, yeah. during that. Yeah. All right, two questions I want to ask before we let you go. First is how has this changed your financial picture? Because you talked about being in debt, listening to Dave Ramsey for years. Now you've almost doubled your income. A lot of room for growth here in the future. How has this changed your financial picture? Well, number one, uh, my life has just changed dramatically because before uh, the program, I would wake up and I would be gone to work before the kids were awake or my wife was awake. Um, now I get to wake up, help get my kids ready. I drive my son to preschool. Uh, my wife gets to stay home and watch the kids. So it's just a total shift. It's exactly uh, what our goal was. Our goal was for me to uh, find a career that I loved while she could stay home, focus on our kids. And it's just really exciting. Um, the opportunities that I have now and the situation that we're in. Well, he answered my next question. <laughs> that was going to be my question. Was, that was your question. How's mama feeling about it? Cause she's the one that said, yeah. why don't you do that? Yeah. Did she say, I told you so, Nick, when you finished? She did. A couple times I doubted myself during the program, but by the end, when I landed a job, she was telling me she told me so. So wow. I'm glad I that's a good marriage right that's there. That's a good that's lady. A <laughs> that's a good woman. That's awesome, man. All right. Final question. People are watching this right now and they think, all right, Coleman's been talking about Bethel Tech for years, all the time. And they just heard your story, but they're like, is this for me? Can I do it? Should I do it? They're thinking about it. Maybe it's the first time they've even considered moving into tech. From somebody who's done it, wherever they're at on the spectrum, what would you say to those people? I would say that a very natural thing when you join the program, if you decide to join the program, is to doubt your skills, doubt your intellect, and just doubt yourself in general. And the way that the program is set up 
is you, they just build a community. Uh, you're with other developers, you're with your peers almost. And uh, when you start to doubt yourself, you have people to fall back on. You have coding mentors that can help work you through the problems. And you have people that are in the same exact situation as you. If you're working full time and you have kids, there are people like that in the program. If you're coming straight out of high school and going into the program, there are people like that. So you're gonna find people that are similar uh, in your background and people that have done the exact thing that you're wanting to do. So I think that's the exciting thing is yeah. if you doubt yourself, just look at the program and look at some of the results of people that are in the exact same situation you are that have made it work. So, Well, Nick, I'm, I'm here to tell you, I believed in the program the first time I heard about it. And I'm so thankful that you called them. I'm so thankful that you listened to your wife. And I'm so thankful that you came on here and shared your story because we want to help as many people as possible take control of their future. And you've done that, my friend. Uh, really cool story. Yeah, I'll just say, man, that was an awesome answer, Nick. And I think even the, the best answer would just be to quote your wife. Say, why can't you do that? I think that's the new slogan. <laughs> I think that's the new Bethel Tech slogan. Nick, you're awesome, brother. Thanks for hanging with well us. Well done. I appreciate you having me on. Thanks, Ken. Thanks, Ryan. Well, I, I'm, I'm filled, and I mean this. I'm, I'm, I'm truly filled with gratitude. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, for setting that up. Thanks for believing in the show because you know. Yeah. That's why I do the show. Well, thank you. He's the, he's yeah. the reason. This I, is the dream. This is it. Yeah. yeah. This guy changed his life. Yeah. And this is just one of many. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We've got gobs of them. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to ask you the same question I asked Nick, and you take a different you know, uh, uh, tact on it. The person who's going nine months, I'm busy. I got a lot going on. I'm in debt. I'm trying, you know, whatever their situation, but they believe that it's possible, but they also see a lot of hurdles. What would you say to them? I'd say, look at your life one year from now and think about if you don't do anything and where will you be? Mm. But think about if you take that next step yeah. and you commit and you dedicate your life to this and you're disciplined to get it done, what does one year look like for you in that scenario? And think about Nick. And think about the many other Bethel Tech testimonies that we have. Nine months to learn one of the most in-demand skills in the marketplace, get in, get out, get a job that is high paying and has massive growth. Would you do that? Will you bet on yourself? Will you believe in yourself? And I'll just say it again. Why can't you do that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, they can. He's Ryan Collins, CEO, Bethel Tech founder, Bethel Tech, BethelTech.net is where you go. Talk to the team, kick the tires. Uh, I love, love, love a part of this story that he talked to his friend. And I would recommend that before you even call Bethel Tech, talk to somebody that's in the tech space, get a lot of the good, the bad, the ugly out of your system and then lean on our friends there, and they'll walk you through it, and they're going to take good care of you. Great stuff, my friend. More of those testimonies to come, I hope. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's do it again. You were created to fill a unique role. You were needed, and you must do it. Just like Nick, you got a role, and I'm going to keep showing up to help you find that role and fill it. This is The Ken Coleman Show. Press on. Thanks for listening to The Ken Coleman Show. For more, you can find the show on demand wherever you listen to podcasts and watch the show on YouTube. You can also find Ken across all social media by following at Ken Coleman.